you guys remember um you guys remember shibby remember the shibby do you remember the word shibby oh yeah the word yeah like okay but you don't remember shibby Scott uh-uh. remember Scott remembering it does not make my point very good. <laughs> Chris Chris would be very upset about this. Um but it's from dude where's my car and they would say oh, shibby geez. like when things were when it was like oh that's cool there's yeah. like, oh shibby shibby anyway. Mm. I don't know what for whatever reason shibby got stuck in my head a couple of weeks ago and I started saying that <laughs> at, like just ra- randomly so like i'd be at work and i'd be like hey we- i gotta do this thing and like oh we already did it and I'm like, oh shibby and they're like well, did you say shitty <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Cold Bill Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold pros. What's up, guys? Hey, hey. You hey, said that really fast. I'm here. Like I'm back again. I'm, I'm Jake's excited. Jake's back in town. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not back in town. That's yeah. been the, you haven't listened to the last two episodes. Uh-oh. No, because the... there's one time when I was when we were explaining that you weren't on, I said Jake's not in town for some reason, and they've been making fun of me ever since. <laughs> it just stuck. <laughs> so so you're just not. Oh, I'm town. back in town. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Anyway, that, that did sound like it was on two times speed, though. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been excited. I've been wait. I've been practicing that <laughs> in front of the mirror, even though like, to- you know, like, it's a like Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys, it, man, you listeners, if you could have seen my facial expression while I was doing it, uh, you'd have loved it. Maybe we'll make it the um, the, uh, the thumbnail. The thumbnail. thumbnail. <laughs> Just Jake's. Jake making a Jurgen Klopp face. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah, right. I K Y K. Yeah. Right. That, okay. Um, <laughs> I get it. I understand. Anyway, what have you guys been up to? Oh man, uh, my man, kids, my kids, dude, like, uh, they're just doing everything baseball, soccer, dance, acting. You um, said your daughter got the part in the play, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, my daughter, my oldest daughter, is gonna be in Finding Nemo at Hale Center Theater here in Utah. Pretty excited for her. And she's singing the national anthem at a Utah Bees game on the 31st. Um, that's right, the uninitiated. The Utah Bees and Salt Lake Bees are our minor league baseball team. Triple they're playing a, triple they're baseball. Pl- they're playing the Albuquerque Isotopes that night. Nice. <laughs> Which is cool because um, it's, it's straight from The Simpsons. They, they won't admit it, I don't think. But uh, <laughs> the name comes from The Simpsons. Yeah, but like besides like uh, work and golf, like that's that's really been, been what I've been Work, to golf, lately. and kids. Yeah, man. Mm. Just kids things Dude, but it's fun you, so you haven't fun. like you haven't binged like three uh, three seasons of a tv show or something or three different TV uh, shows. i feel like you're, you're the one that's always like bringing up all the tv shows you've seen i mean I, I i caught up on succession the final or the final season of succession okay, so far that's, that's very Dude, I, I just finished season one 
Okay, yeah. Uh, I caught up on that. It's very, very good still. Um, I, I think that it might be one of the most beautifully shot and put together TV shows I've ever watched. The dialogue. Like, they write dialogue very well. That show the dialogue very well. The dialogue is really good, but then, like, Jake, I think that you... I'll see if I can find the video. I know Chris sent it to me. It's a guy breaking down some of the cinematography and the choices that they make with, like, the staging of oh, where yeah. people are standing. And it's it's The power positions. And the, yeah, oh, yeah. It's really, really good stuff. Uh, I also caught up on the latest season of Rick and Morty. Is it good? I haven't it's, seen Rick and Morty in a so while. Good. It's so good, but they just crap on themselves so much. Like the running joke is like, what, 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 why don't we go back to doing something like we did in season one? Come on. Like, let's just get back to that season one, Rick and Morty, you know, There's, classic adventures. <laughs> and uh, it's turning it's into really, community really at the end. We're in, in community, yeah. at the end, it's the same guy, yes. right? Yeah. Where it, and it, he's just over it by now. He yeah, know there's end one. Things. There's one episode of, that is about meta and, and things that are meta, and it's how Rick is just completely over things being meta, just hates <laughs> it. And uh, yeah, that show is that show is brilliant. It is yeah. so dang funny and smart uh, and. You know, I kind of, I kind of agree with him. That That's what I've been up to. I kind of agree. I kind of agree with him that meta stuff is uh, played out a little bit, or at least it's, it just is perceived by me as being lazy. Because when I do it, when I do it, I always feel a little bit bad. Does that you know that was a lazy joke? <laughs> so do yourself a favor if you have access to HBO, just go find the meta episode. It's, uh, it's very funny. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Scott? What have you been up to? Um, so, I mean, I've been, I've been doing homework for this episode, which has been awesome. Um, but, uh, I did, I did finally watch Dungeons and Dragons, which was really good. I really like it. It's a great movie, right? Yeah, it's it's great. Everyone, I'm proud of you. (laughs) Every one of them, every actor in that movie played their part perfectly. Like the... The rogue that is, or the bard that can't do anything correctly, but mm-hmm. is constantly getting his way through the. Dude, I, I love the, the whole like paladin, the whole, the, the whole plan thing where he's like, "We'll go to Plan B. Plan C is to go back to Plan B, but we don't want to call it that because Plan B is tainted. We don't want to." <laughs> so funny because it's it's just like D and D where you're like, "We have this plan." But what if it goes wrong? Uh, we'll create a new plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, I think one of my favorite things is like the, I don't want to call it like a, a renaissance, but don't Hugh call Grant, it a comeback. Right? Because Hugh Grant never went away. Like mm-hmm. he's been constantly doing stuff right. for like basically my whole life. But like the way that he has come back is just so great. He's playing these fucky uh, kind of villains. What was the guy Richie Padding, movie? Paddington Two. Paddington Two. That's when. That's, right. that's when he first came out as like the villain, and he was superb. Yeah. And then he, he yeah. yes, again in the, the gentleman, 
the gentleman movie that yeah. was a, and he did a great job at that too yeah so i'm here for it i've always i've always liked hugh grant but i like this version of him i think the most nice good stuff. yeah there, there are definitely roles that fit uh an actor really well in this one in dungeon in dungeons and dragons fit hugh grant very well yeah talk about having the sexual misconduct stuff against him before it was a big thing because like now it's like it never happened right oh was there all the the prostitutes and everything oh yeah yeah it was a big thing back in like the the late 90s with hugh grant back when they could kind of get away with it a a little bit Mm -hmm. apparently he has yeah yeah wild stuff huh nice crazy now does he have double indemnity so he can just keep doing it? And he's like, I've already paid for that what, sin. <laughs> was that the, the double jeopardy stuff? Yeah. Double indemnity. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I, I, I'd really love to look into what states have that that law in place. Like if you've been charged and acquitted, for one thing, you can never be charged with that crime again. Well, it's not that it's that specific crime. Yeah. Right, 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 if, right. You, if you've been charged for murdering your wife and she's turns out she's not dead. Oh, so it's not just like murder. No, no, no. Yeah. It's if you you murdered your wife on the night of March 16th, 2012, like that specific crime, you cannot oh. be, you cannot be found guilty for that crime again. Oh, OK, so you learn something new every day. I thought it, I genuinely thought it was like, oh, I got charged with shoplifting, but uh, I was innocent. So now I can never be charged with shoplifting again. And I was like, oh, that's a wild lot. <laughs> that's like, dude, that's like the, um, it's always sunny donkey mm. brain excuse or, or defense where it's like, I have a paper that says I'm not donkey brain. So I have a paper here that says I'm not a shoplifter. So I'm not a shoplifter. <laughs> See ya. And that paper was signed by the governor of, of Philadelphia, not Philadelphia. <laughs> the governor of Philadelphia. <laughs> what? What is it? The Ron Swanson. I have a permit. It says I can do what I want. <laughs> I can do what I want. We started watching that. It's a good one. That's a good one, man. What have I? What have I been doing since uh, last time I talked to y'all? Because oh, that that's, that's a few. A that's a few months. Um, but most recently, I watched Chimp Empire. You guys seen Chimp Empire yet? No. Documentary. Is it, oh, the documentary, documentary on Disney, right? On no, it's on uh, Netflix. Oh. And this is the one that follows like the chimp army in like Uganda that is uh, like twice as big as any other chimp group, and like they go on like military raids of other chimp That's groups crazy. and like. Are they it's organized, cool. dude? wild they have like a whole they have a hierarchy of like very specific this one is number one this one's number two this one's number three and like you have to they have to like use politics to climb up the ladder and no that's crazy anyway anyway i know that i'm ranting and raving right now but chimp empire are they cute the baby ones okay mostly obsessed with chimps the baby ones are adorable Older ones usually have scars on their faces. Usually scary. Yeah, they got bit or you know. They look um, like they look like Rocket from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
that's it. Blind in one eye. Yeah. Are scary man. I, I'm really the, glad you got that joke though, Jake. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. The people it's just are working. We haven't we haven't recorded. I, I I'm just like okay, all right, cool. We're driving now. <laughs> <laughs> It it is a little awkward because we're on Zoom, so it's like stepping on each other's words a little bit, a little bit, and then like pausing weird long pauses where we're trying not to step on each other's words. Anyway, mm-hmm. yep, chimps, man, though, don't want to go full Joe Rogan, but they, those things are wild. <laughs> they are. Well, that's why I watched the show is because I was when I was making breakfast one morning, my YouTube loop was just going and a joe rogan clip popped up of one of the guys that was the producers on chimp empire oh he was talking about joe would have him on i know right that's the good joe rogan (laughs) that's the (laughs) joe rogan that's interesting to watch that's true that's true like the 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 guys who filmed chimp empire talking about how he's like yeah they just let you walk amongst them like he's like there was a battle where chimps were literally beating each other to death he's like i was standing five feet away from it happening oh my goodness he's like i had my camera on him but like he's like the chimps would run around you they would be running and they would be running through the trees and smack the trees and do all these things and he's like they'd run by me and they'd just run by me wouldn't touch me instead of running into me or through me they would go around me and then keep going he's like it was weird they just ignore you while they beat each other to death (laughs) that's wild i i uh I have a client that uh, just did like a safari trip in Africa um, with her husband and all of her kids. And in one of the countries that they were in, they went and did like a multi-day thing in the jungle with the gorillas, with the silverbacks. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, was it amazing? It's like, it is the most incredible experience of my life. Um, but he said that like they, they, give you very specific directions about like things that you can do things that you can't do because there are things that they might perceive as like threatening. And so like her husband had his camera, he's a photographer and he was doing something with his camera that one of the silver, but one of the male or the male silverback didn't like, and he kind of charged and then stood up and beat his chest, like five feet in front of my client's husband. And she's like, I thought he was going to die. I thought he was dead. Um, but yeah, then yeah. he I just stopped what he was doing and the gorilla went back to his to his stuff, you know? Um, but I was like, I don't know. I'm all for adventurous things, right? I've done some pretty cool adventurous things. I don't know if I want to go F around with some gorillas, though. Like, that's terrifying. That, have you seen that video of the people that are, the, the gorillas are walking by and then the big silverback just kind of like grabs the, 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 Guide, the dude like and a just kind of he just it, like casually just like sticks his hand out and like he he probably just crossed his fingers and caught his leg and his fingers or whatever and yeah just casually dragged that man 16 feet into the woods and, and then lets him go yeah. and walks off as if just to say like hey i'm in charge here like i you're only here because i'm allowing you to be here and the guy comes crawling yeah. back like <gasps> Like he's super sp- it was freaking crazy. I can't remember the metric that I saw, but it said something like a, a full grown male silverback gorilla has the equivalent strength of like thirty men, thirty Stupid. adult men. 
stupid. It's just one gorilla. They are crazy strong. And yeah. so then it was like comparing gorilla versus grizzly bear. And I actually think Joe Rogan had this conversation once too. <laughs> and it's something that I would love to spend time hypothesizing about. Gorilla versus grizzly. I think grizzly 100%. I don't know, dude. Those, those gorillas? No. Yeah. The dude, gorillas. Grizzlies. I think the gorillas are faster um, and more agile. And I think pound for pound, they're stronger. I, I don't know, man. Like, you talk about pound for pound, grizzlies are like probably twice as big. Or th- three times as heavy, like they're huge. But I don't know. They're I don't I don't I don't know that they're as strong. And I think they have like the same bite force. All right, let's organize uh, it. Let's get one. Sorry, get, I'm thinking grizzly. Let's get dude. one of these. I I I have to stick. No, let's 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 go. The next episode, we're what? all doing our homework. Wait, our next episode is we're buying a grizzly bear and a gorilla. <laughs> yes, and we're gonna. <laughs> We're gonna fight them yes. just like when you were a kid. When you put like bugs in a bucket and watch them fight or something, we're gonna do that with a. We did that with Troy up in Boise. I remember. I remember catching giant like wolf spiders and crap in his backyard. Next to that, you remember where he grew up? Oh, yeah. All that, yeah, yeah. that field. I guess his parents still live there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh man. man! Should we get that started wild. now that we're what twenty minutes in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, let's, uh, let's get this going with this. That was a good joke that I saw online. The podcast <laughs> podcast uh, host says, oh, yeah. well, let's get started 40 minutes into the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, all the podcasting jokes about uh, men in their 30s that start a podcast. We get it, okay? We get we it. Get it. I'm, it's funny we're, to we're, me, too. We're guilty. I get it. Um, but Reese, you, you kind of—I'm meta. I get it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. The meta thing. Um, Reese, th- this is a uh, kind of your uh, your topic that you wanted to do, especially because yeah. we've already done it before that, when it was my topic. So, um, the revived version of go for it, Reese. Uh, do your best Christmas vacation drum roll. Um, <laughs> musicals. Yeah, musicals. Um, part of the reason I wanted to do this is uh, a, I love musicals, but b, I do know that the Cold Bros already did a musical episode, but they did it with two curmudgeons that the fact don't that appreciate I wasn't musicals. There. Yeah, Jake wasn't there, and I the know fact Jake that I wasn't musicals. there really bothers me that it even went forward. <laughs> That, that the recording even took place. I, I, I re-listened I mean, to it and finished it today. Um, I refuse to listen to it. It's not as bad. It only like Chris kind of doubles down on his uh on his yeah. like hatred for it at the, in like probably the last 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Um but it it was pretty good until then. Okay. Well, and I and I think that that's that's an interesting point. Now I'm not saying this about Chris, but before we kind of get into the musicals, because we did review some musicals we want to talk about what a musical is and why maybe to a little degree why they might be so divisive specifically amongst 30 something year old men uh and uh chris hates musicals troy does not care for musicals but admittedly does not hate them as much as he maybe lets on he's agnostic about musicals yeah 
So one of the things uh, I did musical theater growing up, uh, everybody mm-hmm. in my family sings. And, and uh, one of the things that, that was a very common thread for musical theater was this stigma that only gay men like musicals or are in musical theater. And I think that that's still a thing today. I think it still has that stigma attached to it. For a lot of men, they don't feel comfortable enjoying a musical because of that stigma attached to it. And Super I think weird. that that's so crazy. Super weird. I, I mean, it is like you look at the dancing, you look at a lot of the, the singing is, is, it's all pretty feminine. Like it's all sure for, for the most part. There, there's some that Dan- are dancing in general, uh, usually is pretty effeminate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless it's like some like cultural thing that um that is is like is, is very clearly male or or yeah, masculine, right. like the like the Hawkeye or something like that. But in but general, I, I, it is a, it is an effeminate action, and which is too it, bad. Yeah, I think I think it's really like it's it's too bad. Well, right, it, it is too because one of my favorite also... Christmas movies ever is White Christmas, which is like so I, good and. We didn't include it in today's list, but should have maybe. Anyway, uh, it's such a when when you choose to dislike it. I don't know. It's just it's odd that the amount of good content in a in an age where it's hard, you're inundated with so much content, it's hard to find the good stuff. There's a an abundance of really good stuff to 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 consume and. To not is kind yeah. of sad. It's weird. Yeah, I, I completely agree. But I think that that stigma has created uh, a divergent type of musical. And I think that it has kind of forced uh, Hollywood to create musicals that are more approachable for people that maybe don't want to go and see a song and dance break from reality right mm-hmm. and i think that that's the really fun thing that we have now in the definition of musicals we want to define what a musical is i think it's really broad now because it used so to be talking very... about like bohemian rhapsody <clears throat> and rocket man stuff like that exactly a lot of the biopics. exactly yeah um you get these musicals that are like it's a sorry musical... if i stole your thunder there bro <laughs> no, no no that's exactly that's exactly where i'm going um and, uh, you know, we, we had this discussion earlier in the chat on, you know, what is a musical and it got fun. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're throwing out all kinds of stuff. Um, but, uh, I think we can all agree that there is an, an umbrella of musical film. Um, and everyone's going to kind of like their own flavor, right? I think, uh, some of us may like the, the more classic song and dance the white christmases out there that have huge musical numbers with dances uh and then other people might like something like walk the line you know so it's... see and my my, my argument because i was arguing for more of like the classical musical like um i yeah. guess the definition would be like where the characters communicate with each other through music um and yeah. and, and then sometimes it is like a like it's an abstraction of what they're feeling like it, mm-hmm. it, it um and i think that that's possibly why it's um it's inherently i don't know if it's inherently but possibly why it's like more feminine is because you're abstracting on feelings and 
it's more it's anyway um but yeah what what i was getting at is i was arguing i wasn't arguing what i liked i was arguing on the definition of what a musical was because i like the the, like those the um i mean like school of rock and um things where they sing on a stage during a movie um I wouldn't necessarily call that like a classic music, like a musical in the classical sense. Um, but we've kind of agreed that musical can be like an umbrella term to include uh, yeah. more of these like um, less classical types. Yeah. And the, three, the three musicals that we picked for this, I think pretty well embody all three or all, all different types, all, all different types of, uh, of, uh, interpretations of musical like yeah that's true yeah um yeah I, I, the thing that i really appreciate about the the films that we chose uh is one of them in particular god's choice does both of these things they yeah. they, they, they they ebb and flow between three types of films and i really 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 think that that movie is superb for it yeah uh like it's it, really it's a very exceptionally well-made movie i know and, and like i i watched it last night and i was just i was kind of buzzing afterwards honestly like it, it, let's just get into it right yeah let's do yeah. it so so my choice was long so, so oh sorry jake go <laughs> i was just gonna say we're not necessarily picking the best no, musicals, no, no. What we think are the best. Musicals. We're just reviewing three musicals. We're, we're just reviewing three musicals. So this yeah. isn't necessarily like, oh, I think this is the best. I think that, and we're going to debate that. I think we're just. I'm glad you called that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. sorry, La La Land, Scott. Go. Yeah. So, so I chose La La Land, um, and it's like I, I don't even know why I chose it because I haven't seen it in years. Like we, we we discussed it on the last time we did the musicals episode, like the, our previous musicals episode. Um, we discussed it and I mentioned that I hadn't seen it and I couldn't like really comment on it because I could, hadn't seen it in a while. Um, and I still haven't seen it till I did homework for this one. Um, but yeah, I was buzzing afterwards. It's, it's, I really like that movie. Um, I, I love the, um, the abstractions like we talk about, like, uh, the liberties, liberties, maybe not liberties, but like the, the fun stuff they did visually. Um, they did a lot of spotlight work. Um, they did like this whole montage at the end where like it was like outside of reality, like it was a dream almost. Um, they did a couple of those type of things. Dude, the wire work when they're at the yeah. at the at the planetarium. planetarium. Very cool. very cool. But like yeah. like I love Dude. how it takes you out. It, it and and Chris complained about this with musicals is that is that it it forces him out of his suspension of dif- disbelief. But it's like. I feel like sometimes movies, um, and I like both kinds of music movies. These hyper realistic movies, and then these like more not not realistic. Sometimes I feel like the um, art, like film as an art, they they hide behind realism. Realism, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah. no, yeah, I yeah, it, I agree. Movie. It is it is a very modern thing to be to to like focus so much on realism Mm -hmm. and uh you know you you saw animated movies go that way and now and now you watch the most popular animated movies are like spider-man in the spider-verse 
yeah. the Spider Verse movies, which is not realism. It's well, not. Well, it's and, as far and, from Pixar DreamWorks as. You, and I know there's a tangent, and we'll get back to it. As, I'm just saying, like, I think the trends are going away from realism now. Yeah, you look at Mario. You look at uh, mm-hmm. um, a lot of these. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it it and, and in a lot of cases, it kind of just like lets the vibes tell the story almost where it's like mm-hmm. it, 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 it it lets the the viewer fill in a lot of gaps like they, they do it in a lot of ways with with la la land um they, they did a lot of like jump cuts to the future and you just like assume what happened um which is great mm-hmm. i love that um it, it made that it made it like seem idiots. like more of like a an epic love story that took that went and that, that was part of the theme that where they had like the different uh or the seasons seasons um but yeah I, I don't know i like the visual spectacle of it i can i i can nerd out about the film aspect of this show because yeah the, the everything was shot on location everything that that their um first the opening scene their first their first that dance Warner? scene that was, that was all one yeah. take the the first well what i'm talking about is their first dance scene when he walks her to her car uh-huh, and they uh-huh, do that right. dance scene they they, they they that was like seven eight nine days of shooting because they only Damn. shot for 20 minutes at golden hour are you serious i'm serious that wasn't like a matte painting or something they, no 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 that wasn't a green screen that wasn't a matte painting that was that it wasn't on a stage or anything that was on location at golden hour only well like that was nope. that some of the stuff i can nerd out about with the film stuff in this movie is awesome well, they, they did a JK, great job i want to nerd out with you for a minute on that Let's scene in that for me exceptionally exploits what i was talking about how the film moves between kind of genres right, right? because as he's walking her up the street to the car it looks like a normal like rom-com kind of a thing walking the girl to her car after the party it's kind of dark they have the street light lighting the roads are are sprayed to to be wet to have that kind of reflection off of it and it just looks like a regular film but then literally the camera pans up to this like pastel skyscape it's unbelievably beautiful but it's all the right colors of this vibrant musical uh, set piece. And then all of a sudden and you're then, singing in the rain. And then it begins. Yeah, you're all of a sudden yeah. singing in the rain. And it's like yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like White Christmas. It, it feels like a Danny Kaye movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just it moves cool. so well into that. But then the other thing that I think is awesome is it goes into that third thing, which is that other genre of musical, where there is musical performance on stage. It's not a break from reality. It's not oh, the John Legend stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a moment of, it's not a moment of someone communicating their feelings or the dialogue via music. It's a performance. Cause it's someone a, cause, performing cause in the real world. It's halfway a movie about jazz. Like it's a yeah. movie about theater and it's a movie about jazz. Like it's so jazz is a huge part of it. Even if there was no singing and dancing otherwise, it you could still probably call it a musical film because of all the stuff they do about jazz. So is Damien Chazelle just a huge jazz junkie? Apparently. Because he did Whiplash as well. Right, right. Right, like, is he just a huge jazz head? Yeah, how, he's a how old is Damien Chazelle? 
I don't know. Look that up because that's that's an interesting. Danny he's Giselle. Good. He's good. Oh though. my gosh, he is he is one year older than me, and he wow. has already put out La La Land and won an Academy Award for it. Whiplash, Ten Cloverfield Lane, and First Man. Because Whiplash, Whiplash, he got the uh, acting award, right? Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. What's his name? Got that? Uh, J.K. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, and he gave that speech. About who was in death. both? That was... Who was in both movies? He, he was, was in both movies. movies. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was <laughs> uh, a little bit. There's a little bit of a shout out to um, that thing you do, which she she ends up with the guy from that thing you do, which is like oh, a, yeah. a movie. Oh yeah, about, a movie about <laughs> about music. That's true. Yeah, and that I thing didn't you even do. Think so, about that. That man. thing you do is another musical movie that man i haven't thought about i didn't even think about that movie i might have chosen that one that's the thought about it that's one that they don't they don't break from reality in that no it's just all about musical performance right um but yeah when i was i was this i was the same as you scott watching la la land again i watched it when it was new and i was like that's that's good um but watching it again I was able to to see it because I, I watched it the first time like, okay, this is a musical. And the music from the musical, other than like that main song that he plays on the piano, you know, mm-hmm. uh, none of it Great is light good to though. me. No, it's, it's yeah. all pretty. It's all pretty meh. Like super mid. Yeah, uh, for sure. The, nothing really stands out. So as a musical, it it's very weak in my opinion. But what they do, the way that that film was composed and put together, uh, like upper echelon, the, yeah. upper echelon movie. Like it is really exceptional. Yes, uh, I'm super it. glad. I was buzzing after I watched it again because I was like, oh, nice. man, I saw I, you it. Also, you also totally got, different lens. You also got me uh, super husband points with my wife <laughs> when I was like, "Oh, I did by it for the you. way, we well, need to watch funny La La Land." Is I didn't even realize this, so I, I just remembered. I, I mentioned that we meant that we uh, brought it up the last time we did musical episode, and it was you, Jake, that submitted it, and we read a little spiel from you. You you submitted oh. La La Land. Oh but, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I I now Reese. By the way. This movie, I think, is going to be the the one that suffers the most from what you were talking about earlier, where I think a lot of people don't like it or a lot of people shy away from this movie specifically because it is, quote unquote, gay to watch this movie because because of the dancing, the dance numbers, the singing, like that dance number we were talking about on the street. Like that is a very Danny Kaye musical, like... Uh, effeminate type of dancing which the the technicality of that dancing is superb it's so it was so good to watch but also it 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 is a little effeminate but i i and i think that a lot of people shy away from this movie for that yeah which is sad and and that uh that stigma it's there for a reason like like we, we talk about the effeminate dancing and singing um, there's also the numbers are there. I'm sure that, like that, uh, Reese, you were, you grew up doing stuff like there yeah. are a lot of gay men in, in theater. There, the, the numbers there are. are there. Um, but yeah, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Um, yeah, it, it's just a, it's a great movie. Um, and it was structured a little, uh, interestingly, um, 
I try and keep like the uh, uh, label all the story beats and stuff while I watch movies now. Um, and this one's obviously for those who have seen it, it's a uh, spoiler. It's we kind of mentioned this, but um, it's kind of a tragedy. Um, but like a happy it's tragedy, so, though. It's, well, it's yeah, so and, and it's it's fine, but 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 technically, like I would say that she is the main character. Um, yeah, and her. And she's she's trying to get, uh, I can't remember their names either of their names. I think um, I think they both got what they wanted though. But but no, the, but, but if you if you look at the main tension, it's to get Sebastian. It's, it's, it's to get Sebastian. It, it's to um to to live happily ever after with him. Um, it, because like at the, the false culmination is at the midpoint, and that's when they like kiss at the observatory, the whole observatory scene. Yeah, that's the false culmination that they're happy together. And then they end up right at the right at the um, climax is when she has the um, when they're talking at again at the observatory about the the role she's going to get in Paris, and so they have to break up. Um, so and so so that's the that's the climax, um, and then and then the third act thing is is them kind of doing the what if. Well, one of the things that I really loved about this movie is. Uh, I, I wouldn't call it a tragedy. Um, yeah, well, it technically, is because she didn't get what she, she didn't get the the main tension. Like, like, like it it doesn't. But tragedy in, in, the, are, in the in the classical Greek definition of tragedy, comedy, and and melodrama, it is a tragedy. Yeah, because she didn't get the sure the main. But goal. hear me out on this. One of the big threads throughout all of it is their dreams. Mm-hmm. Now, never once does it talk about their dreams of being together. Well, okay, they okay. Each so, have so here, their own dreams, and both so, so, of them achieve their yeah. dreams. So I, I'm just talking about external arc, like they're what they're physically trying to right. do. Then there's the in, internal arc. You're right; they both got what they wanted in for the internal arc, or at the very least, he got closure at the end. Um, sure. And uh, so, so they both achieved their their internal dream, the internal arc. Uh, but for the external arc, they they. But let me let me tell you why I liked why it was a tragedy, right? Um, I love that it shows two people living their life, and it doesn't work out, and they're both totally fine. And it's okay. And it's okay. And it's yeah. not the end of the world. And I was thinking, I was like, it's like you know, Blakely's only, you know, four years away from like dating, you know. And I was like, man, if this is what, if this is something that my kids could take away from this movie, that like, hey, relationships happen, right? You, you have a boyfriend, you have a girlfriend, and sometimes it doesn't work out, and it's not the end of the world. Your life carries on, and and life can be very good without that person in your life, you know. Mm-hmm. But well, as someone who took almost till I was thirty-five to get married, like. Yeah, you have to yeah. you have to go through a lot of relationships and most of them I mean hopefully all of them except one end. Right. And and then and then but they you have to be okay with it cuz if you're not okay yeah. with it then like what, what, <laughs> it's a yeah. terrible life to live, man. <laughs> exactly. And, and th- this isn't like meant to be like a um some I don't know uh callous thing but but like the the people that you meet and are in relationships with whether platonic or not 
they're they're kind of stepping stones in your in your sure. life. They 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 help propel you through. Like um, she wouldn't have achieved her dreams without him, and sure. vice versa. Um, and so and so they, also... it's good to recognize that. And that's what they did at the very end when they looked, locked eyes. They're the kind of closure, recognizing like we got we both got what we wanted, and we're, we're okay with, with with not being together. Yeah, great job. Move on. Yeah. Awesome. But some people are part of a stepping ladder, and that's what you take with you, and they stay with you, right? Yeah, you guys, we're still friends. You guys are with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, Scott, I was really glad you chose this movie. Um, me too. I loved me watching too. it again. Um, and uh, and I think that it's just a really cool. Gosh, it's just a, it's such an awesome vehicle to show. Just what a vibe a musical of movie, can be, type, right? Type of movie you don't see anymore either. Yeah, it's true. Like, and, well, and you didn't see it before either. Intentionally, they they they, they like they they brought a lot of like the classical music aspect musical aspects into it on purpose, but then they also made it. And it's funny because it's like a meta thing because um, John Legend, um, John Legend was trying to revive jazz, right? And so, like, they're yeah. trying to revive musicals, musicals. As, as, like, a meta aspect of it. And so it's, like, it, it was almost explaining yeah. why they changed up the formula of a classical musical, it, because you kind of have to adapt and move. Well, then, let's talk about my choice, which is another classical musical. And I picked a movie that was kind of trying to, to um, like, pay homage and throw some shine on the old, old type of musicals like uh, Mary Poppins or The Sound of Music or stuff like that. I chose Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. So I think yours does actually two. It harkens back to the old old ones and children's movies. Children's movies. Yeah. It is definitely old children's movies. movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, So so I think it it hits two of those bases. Yeah. And I... So... There's a lot about this movie. <laughs> There's Dude, a I lot. thoroughly enjoyed there, it. I I absolutely adored watching this movie. There's a lot socially <laughs> about this movie that is very fun to watch now. <laughs> um there's but there's also a lot like just the way that people talk to each other, the way people interacted with each other. I don't know. It was it, it it's such a interest movies are such interesting time capsules well in that sense this one isn't even like it's not like a 1950s musical it's like 72 or something yeah yeah but it's like taking time taking part in like the 10s or something like that like yeah Yeah, the early 1900s like Mm -hmm. it was like 1908 was when the car was a race car and then it was like 1910 or 1911 when the when the actions of the movie took place so it's like super old anyway I do have one question. Yes. Now I'm trying to, I should have written down the the note, but do Bulgarians hate this movie? Wait, right? It was mean, Bulgaria, don't mean, right? Don't you mean Bulgarians? <laughs> Is it, it was it Bulgaria? It's V with a V. I thought they were saying Bulgaria the whole time. I, I think it's supposed to be, it's, it's supposed to be German. But like I don't know if Bulgaria, yeah, I, th- I think Bulgaria I thought... is supposed to be like a, a it's supposed to be like a made up like uh, 
um, place sure. in Germany. Okay, yeah. but, all right. I thought it was for sure Bulgaria, and I was like, "Man, they are taking some heavy shots at Bulgaria right now, <laughs> dude." And yeah, like, there, there's definitely something, but like, I, I, I actually really liked like the, those weird cultural things that were dude. that weren't a thing back then, like like the very thinly veiled anti-Semitism with the um, with the child catcher. <laughs> The, the kitty catcher. <laughs> Come get your ice cream. Oh my gosh. That, I watched oh gosh, it with my kids, dang. by the way. And they they uh they were pretty creeped out by the kitty catcher. Maybe, maybe the scariest villain ever. <laughs> At least yeah, the creepiest. He's very creepy. The, the yeah. one that will live in your nightmares the most yeah. is so, definitely the kitty catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. This movie, Jake, it... It, for me, it landed as a musical the same way that La La Land did. Mm-hmm. I had never seen it until I just watched it this go around. Never really? saw it as a kid. Yeah. So there's okay, no. So nostalgia what did you think? I want. I want to. Hear, I want to hear overall, like what. So good, bad. As a as a musical, I hated it. <laughs> right, because the music had nothing for me. Really, uh, like the, the, only, the main only theme... song that I knew was Chitty Chitty Bing Bang. That's the yeah. only song that i was aware of i didn't know any of the other songs what about two sweets but nope never heard it sweets um (laughs) but but to what scott talked about is a children's movie this was hitting all kinds of notes for me where i loved it i was getting swiss family robinson vibes i was getting mary poppins vibes i was getting babes in toyland you guys remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Man, major babes in Toyland vibes. But not um, broomsticks. And it, yeah. yeah. So I loved it. And I was like, man, if I'd have seen this movie when I was a kid, I this would be one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Like it had all of those notes that had I caught this as a child. Really Wonka, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where you get it, the creepy train ride or boat ride in Willy yeah, Wonka. It, it's, yes. like, it's the same. It's the same time frame, too, like 70s. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, this movie was just truly scrumptious. But it's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good joke, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The uninitiated, uh, truly uh, scrumptious, is a character from the movie. And they sing a movie that that might have been the creepiest song. Um, Very heard, heard the, the children singing it to her. The, the kids trying to like guilt her into staying with their dad and they need then her and then her telling the kids you're truly scrumptious truly delicious like it was just so weird it was, <laughs> that that's the stuff that I was talking about where like socially there's some things about it like the super manipulative ways that the people yeah. were acting that but that being said it was like I said it, movies are a fun time capsule to, to yeah. see because, where you're at courtship. now and see where things were, were like back in the day Yeah, because and... courtship back then it was it was a lot more straightforward and very like, different yep. very different which uh, honestly maybe maybe it's maybe they had a better system back then because i don't know it's kind of hard for a lot I, of people nowadays well i do think it's interesting some of the things that have carried on that are still true today right from those time capsules right like if women insist on driving a car, they should at least know how to operate it, right? One hundred percent. Fuck 
so good. Oh my god. Dude, cla- he was just the classic like like incel that hates women. Yes. Yes. Dude, so, Van Dyke. I, I want to talk about Dick Van Dyke. Is there any other actor that you can think of other than maybe Jim Carrey that is just so absolutely enthralling to watch be a giant imbecile? No. And dance around like an idiot and like just a huge dancer, smile the whole time. Dance around the most gracefully he can, but still look like one of those inflatable tube yes. used car sail yes. lock guys at the same time. Yes, like that, or, or, a, or a um doll. What what is the marionette doll? The marionette yeah, doll. Yeah. That yeah. that dance Dude. was great. It really, what, really was. The, you I, know what one impressed me the most? Is that when he got caught up when he's running away from that giant dude that he cut the circle in his head, <laughs> and he's running away from that dude and he gets caught up in that dance number and yeah. he is one step behind the entire dance. He's doing the exact dance that all the other guys are doing, but he's one step behind them. That is one of the most amazing because it plays things. it plays into the story too. Oh, yeah. it was so because you talk about performance in the movie and then. And then, like communicating through song, that part was actually a performance in the movie, right? Because mm-hmm. it was like right. on stage, mm-hmm. but it was also communicating through dance. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, dude! But there's a couple of those, Scott. Right when he is the marionette, mm-hmm. right, or the the, the doll, like yeah. they're performing for this group of people, and so it's it's walking that that line between reality and uh, and realism, or Being sorry, reality surreal. and and surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, I love but yeah, the grandpa. I, the grandpa's great, but I really, man, I just, I love Dick Van Dyke. I, I, I tell Dick you, it, it kind of blew my blew Leroy's mind when, um, who's my uh, seven turning eight year old, uh, when they he, when he found out it was all just a story, he because oh, oh. like that whole nonlinear storytelling, mm-hmm. that, that whole type of thing, he because he loves movies, he he like st- stayed up with me. He's he's very he gets very into stories, just like I do, um, and yeah, it, it was like, oh, he had to explain it to his sister. He ran in and explained it to to Trisha, my wife. Like he, he was just like so pumped about like how that storyline just threw him through a loop. Did he like That's the inventions? Awesome. I was thinking Leroy would like his the the inventions. Yeah, yeah, he, he liked all of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a uh, it was a good and you're right, Reese. Like. Dick Van Dyke and Jim Carrey are like it's uh, just different generations. Yeah, yeah. And huh. man, I, so I would throw um uh Genie. What what oh uh, Robin Williams. Oh uh, Robin, Robin Williams. Robin Williams would be in there. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams wasn't so much a physical actor. Uh he's pretty physical. So, I mean, not, I think it was. Like I, think it was I think it was. I think it was true. Christopher Reeves that taught, that was roommates with Jim or with yeah. the Robin yeah, Williams. Uh, him in college, Robin Williams in college, and he described him as the man that literally bounced off the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but, but yeah, you're right. He, he didn't have like the the raw talent, physical talent. But like he he had right. He uh, he had a physical he, comedy he do down step but but, but yeah. he didn't he couldn't dance or he couldn't like contort or or well, like yeah that's true yeah because i look at jim carrey right and you see some of his old stand-up bits and he's literally like putting his arms behind his head exactly. and like running around like flailing around 
or becoming right? or like we, like contorting his face, becoming a different physically person. becoming someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, I I just I felt a little bit ripped off because I didn't like it as a musical, but I felt like I just missed the boat, and I was like, man, I wish I'd have seen this when I was a kid, and these songs held more weight for me. And well, show, show, to, show it to your kids. I think I will. I think it's I will. Funny, I think Blakely will love it. This is the only this is the only one of the movies that my my wife didn't watch with me, and uh, she she came out near the end of it and was like, "Oh, are you liking it?" And I was like, "It is weird AF, and I am going to submit my children to this every chance <laughs> I get because this is creepy, but it's, it's super great. cool." I, I think kids kids need kids are a little bit coddled with like the bad guys nowadays. Like like mm-hmm. they need to get yeah. some, get creeped out with the kid catcher every once in a while. Well, I'm anyway. like kind of a I'm I'm a little bit of a bad dad in that regard because like my kids have seen all the Lord of the Rings and I Am Legend and Quickly Down Under and all the Harry Potters and yeah. Well, well it seems them. like older movies they were specifically the the the. Like those are they all wanted mature. You to cheer against the bad guy. Well, well yeah, yeah. And, and and so the ones that you described are all like mature, like more scary for kids, and sure. But like the, these older movies, they were like, yeah, they were designed to be especially creepy to children, and like, yeah, and they and they they had a line that was further along than than we have now. Like they they that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, we look at. Uh, old disney movies like you watch Sleeping like beauty or yeah all dogs go to heaven all dogs like go, yeah it's i mean he literally movie. was like going it anyway but what is that sparrow even... one that we, we were talking about oh, willie the sparrow willie the sparrow cow. super creepy <laughs> creepy <laughs> creepy commies making yeah. movies <laughs> anyway uh so chitty chitty bang bang was supposed to be my nod to the old days of musicals and seeing stuff like because i didn't say sound of music but sound of music should be in in this right i mean might be one of the greatest musicals ever made sure but i picked when you submitted it jake i kind of was like i don't want to watch that but i'm so glad i like i came out of that one and i think maybe because my kids enjoyed it with me so much but Mm -hmm. yeah i'm really glad you chose it yeah i'm glad i got to watch it because yeah, I do think I'll have my kids watch it because I I liked it for the same reason that I loved, like I said, Swiss Family Robinson. As a kid. Also, you know, it's, it's it's good to to immerse yourself in the classics every once in a while. Yeah, right? for sure, yeah. absolutely. Speaking right. of classics, um, the movie that I chose was a movie called Yesterday. Uh, Yesterday is a much more modern take on musical, and it is. 100% performance in the real world. It's okay. not It's not kind of what we talked about where uh, the characters are using song and dance as a vehicle of dialogue. This is, this person in the movie is a musician and he plays music. Um, and one of the reasons I picked it is I think you take the music out of it, it's a great movie. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I think it's got a very cool story. Um, basically, the whole idea is, for those of you that haven't seen it, um, there's a struggling artist, a struggling musician, singer-songwriter, that uh, gets hit by a bus. There's a big power outage across the entire world. 
and he gets hit by a bus while riding his bike. And when he wakes at up, that exact he, moment, when the power outage moment. goes out, he gets hit at that exact moment by a bus. Yes. And when he wakes up, um, he comes upon what he thinks is originally a joke, but then discovers that it's not that the Beatles never existed. No one knows who the Beatles are except for him. No one remembers the, the Beatles just never were. There was no the White Album. There was no uh, Revolver. Nothing. And uh, along this journey, he also discovers some other things that don't exist anymore, like Oasis. And Coca-Cola. And Coca-Cola. And cigarettes. like Harry Potter. And, and ultimately Harry Potter. <laughs> So I, I actually, that was one of my favorite things too, was that it wasn't just the Beatles. It was like a bunch of things in the world that just didn't exist anymore. Um, I loved that. But he has this uh, epiphany where he's like, I know these songs. They could be my songs. And he very quickly becomes like the most important musician in the world. Um, and he just plays Beatles songs. That's what he does. And it's awesome. Like uh, the Ed Sheeran stuff is just, I love it. I love the back and forth there. So I'm not the biggest fan of this movie. I don't know why. I think the best, the best moment of the movie is when he first plays on the new guitar. He plays yesterday. Like their reaction. Great. It was great because it was immediately followed up with like, they're like, that was such a good song. He's like, yeah, it's a masterpiece. It's like one of the best songs ever written. He's like, like, it's all no right. Cold, it's they're no like, Coldplay. And he goes, of course it's not Coldplay. It's one of the greatest songs ever written. And they're like, okay, <laughs> you little cocky now. That, that, that was great. I, Dude, I every, love this Every time movie. his parents butchered Let It Be. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, Leave It Be. Let It Be. Leave Him Be. Let It Be. And then they, uh, that, that might be my favorite scene in the whole movie. Oh, gosh. If I had to pick a a favorite scene from the movie. Um, it, it might be a little bit obscure, but I love when he finds the two other people that remember the Beatles. Um, I love that scene. He's getting ready to have this big concert. Um, or maybe, no, I think it's actually right after he had the concert. Yeah. yeah. Um, and these two people that have seen him and heard his music getting released, come and they they remember the Beatles and he thinks that they're going to tell the world and like the jig is up you know and uh, they just thank him they're like we love the music and like we're terrible at we singing sing. <laughs> so just thank you for bringing bringing this out like the world needs the Beatles and and I love that because I feel that way I, you guys know I love the Beatles mm-hmm. the Beatles are all my memories with my dad and I so that's the main reason why I chose this movie is because I love the Beatles and I think that uh, this this musical this movie is a great example of a modern musical uh, with terrific music. So I I think this is a good example of what you you're you're talking about that modern musical of it's not the traditional musical it's the it's something in the line or in the same realm as like Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, and it's fascinating to have that something like that, where I, I, you have the person performing the music, mm-hmm. right? So it's, 
I loved it. I thought it was really good. I loved his voice. I love what's his name? How do you pronounce his name? Himesh? Oh, it's it, yeah, Himesh. Ramesh. Isn't it? Himesh I'll pull it Patel? up right now. I thought Himesh yeah. Patel was is that's him, right? Yeah, hang on um, one second. There it is. Yeah, Himesh Patel. Yeah. I, so this is a Danny Boyle movie as well. Yeah, and Danny Boyle's amazing. But, Danny Boyle's um, awesome. It was it was so uh, very different. It was very one, one different. One thing it really had been, going for it. Sorry, go ahead, Jake. Well, I was just saying, like, there's been there's been a lot of musicals based on Beatles music right yeah. like starting with sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band where it's like the bgs or whatever that did it right mm-hmm. and then what, what was the other one with well the across beatles the across the universe i mean the, the beatles, beatles did themselves their own. had movies they, they had, had help and help and yeah. yellow submarine and all that stuff mm-hmm. as well but uh across the universe and across the universe was kind of more of a traditional type of musical yes. and so so this is it's very interesting to compare something like Across the Universe and Yesterday which are both very good very well made movies in the film sense and you compare the two different types of musicals based on Beatles music to each other. It, it's a very yeah. interesting comparison and I think they both stand up very well as yeah. to each other. Well, I and I I uh had alluded to that as well that both movies are dr- like very different but they have the same soundtrack right and i thought that that's such a cool such a cool thing to compare just like you're saying jake that one is the traditional musical but it has the same soundtrack as as yesterday which is a more modern take on it but it it got me thinking about some of the more modern movies and and you're right most of them are biopics right you've got bohemian rhapsody elvis walk the line ray um even even jersey boys right uh-huh. and jersey boys like no one would argue that that's not a musical right, right? that is a broadway musical but it's the same thing it's performance it, they're they're performing they're not doing their their songs to uh to express their their dialogue um but it got me thinking more about kind of some honorable mentions and if you're if you're interested because i know you both love music um, there's a couple movies I'm not sure if you've seen. I think if anyone was to have seen them, I I would put my money on Jake. Uh, but there's a couple movies that I want to recommend to you two and also the listeners. They are, but not Chris in, or Troy. Screw you. Two. No, Chris, I know Chris would love these movies. Um, oh, okay. but screw Never mind. Chris and Troy un- for now. Un- unscrew you two, Chris and Troy. <laughs> you can watch these movies too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, Jake, I do think you've seen this one. I think I remember talking with you about it a few years ago. Hearts Beat Loud with Nick Offerman. That was Chris. I did not. Was see it Chris? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I, it's. I very, want to very see good. it. It's on. It's on my list, but I never did see it. But Chris and I Heart, talked about wanting to see it, and I think Chris, you probably talked to Chris about it. Yeah, Hearts Beat Loud is about a guy, Nick Offerman, who owns a record shop, and he's a single dad, and his daughter is like this prolific musician. And they write and perform songs together. And it's really, really good. It's a very touching movie. The other one, it's a real depressor, but really good. It's called Rudderless with Billy Crudup. 
Billy Crudup is an Crudup interesting is. actor. He is an interesting he's actor. Good. He's good in literally everything he does, but I, he doesn't. He's not in a lot. He's not, and he's usually a side piece in most everything he's in. Right. Right. He's so good. Uh, anyway, so Rudderless is. Um, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything. Don't, so it's about a guy it. who's who loses his son, and uh, after losing his son, he finds all the music, all the songs that his son wrote and had recorded, and he ends up taking these songs to these like little coffee shops and playing his music. And there's a whole lot of other stuff going on with it, mm. but the music is exceptional. Has Anton. Uh, Yelp, Yelp, Yelchin, R.I.P. The one who died from Star Trek. Oh yeah, the guy. The yeah, I can't remember his name, but he he's in it and he's really good in it. Um, was I think it was one of his last. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. one of the last okay. movies he did. Okay, yeah. I think I remember seeing the trailers for this because when he died, I think is when this was being. For sure, go yeah. watch this. But like, heads up, it's heavy. But the music is awesome. The performances are awesome. As Selena Gomez, I love Selena Gomez. I think she's, she's awesome. So anyway, but that that was kind of my tangent of like these modern musicals. Like they're not all bio. They're not all biopics, right? right? There are there are other movies that take this platform or Davis, this vehicle. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's you got some uh, great movies about music. Wild, are... Wild Heart with mm-hmm. uh, what's his name. Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges, right? Mm-hmm. These really, really cool, unique ways of, of having uh, a musical. The, what was the one with the um, oh, God, uh, Lady Gaga and um, oh, uh, A Star Is Born. Star Is Born. Yeah, that one. No, it's the I exact mean, same thing. Yeah. That one was amazing. Yeah, great. Stuff. But that was also, I think, the third iteration of that movie. <laughs> I, I think it's been it's been made twice before. Uh, one of those it was made with Chris Christopherson and uh, uh, what's her name from like Hello Dolly, uh, or yeah, not Hello Dolly. Wait, she's very Jewish. What's her name? Uh, I don't. Oh know. my Barbara God! Papa, can you hear? Yes, Barbara Streisand. Yes, I got there. Think of her name. I got there. (laughs) Well, Um, I mean, speaking of of uh, movies that have been remade and that tie into this is uh, our one of our uh, uh, Mount Everest movies is the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, and the first time that was made was a Danny Kaye movie, and Danny Kaye every time he would go off and do his little like. Uh, Walter Mitty things where he would imagine he it would be one of those song and dance numbers that he would do. I was so, I was I was just are... about to say Walter Mitty that was the modern Walter Mitty. Would you consider that like a musical? Is there? What... There's one oh, musical there's, performance. There's one musical performance, but like there's like he's the, the, the weird meta. She's like literally talking to him, and yeah, yeah and she's, she's singing, singing to him. Yeah, mm. but but and it's it's outside of reality. Mm-hmm. A, a bunch of these things. I don't know if it would be a musical, but it's musical adjacent, I guess. 
Sure. Well, one of the things one of the things that I, I shared in what I considered my definition, which was the Merriam Webster definition, was it talks about it plural, right? Perform musical numbers, numbers and dance and musical musical numbers plural throughout the movie. But I do think it's interesting. But Jake, you're blowing my mind because I didn't know that Walter Mitty was a remake. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. And, and that's if, one of my favorite you, movies. If you go into the production history of of the modern Walter Mitty, it I mean, that movie had so many directors and actors mm. and all these people tied to it, and it was in production hell for years and years and years. But they were trying to recreate the the original Walter Mitty, which is, I mean, Danny Kaye, who like, it's just like it was it, when you watch the movie, it's just like White Christmas, where they're they're going along doing stuff, and then out of nowhere. He's like, oh, I'm going off into La La Land, and bam, musical yeah. number. It's fantastic. Well, it's 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 weird though, and the story is very different. It is it is okay. Not even the, the only thing that's similar is that he's kind of uh, harebrained and and uh, okay. goes off into anyway. Well, I'm I digress. All of this, <laughs> all of this is to lead me to my culminating thought which is i think that there's scott you kind of hit on it musical adjacent right because there are movies out there that use music in such a better way than so many other films right so many other films the music is an afterthought but then there are some movies that you watch where you're like I feel like they designed this around this song, right? You watch Jake. You, you talked f- about the Guardians you, of, Gal- you Guardians feel, of the Galaxy. You, f- you feel the respect for the music in the right. filmmaking, right? And and those are very much in the same vein. And I think they're very important because there are movies that that intro- like I'll talk about Thor Ragnarok, okay? Mm-hmm. ACDC mm-hmm. or sorry, Led Zeppelin. My son is obsessed with Led Zeppelin now because of Thor Ragnarok. Right? Yep. It's a huge, it's a huge thing. And then we watch uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and now all he almost every day plays "Come and Get Your Love." That's like a go-to song for him now. Right. And it has it has the same effect that a musical does. It ha- leaves that song in your head. It sings you humming that too. You're not quoting the lines from the movie. You're singing the songs from the movie. And you just watched a two and a half hour Marvel action movie, but you walked away remembering the music. Like, how is that not a musical? It's not just that one though. Like not to beat a dead horse, but go back to Walter Mitty and. Right. The music's amazing. How many of us discovered Jose Gonzalez from Walter Mitty and absolutely adore everything he's done? I think yeah. my, not to mention, I think my dad, speaking of the musical scene in that, I think my dad's ringtone on his cell phone is still uh, Major Tom because of, how, because of what, uh, what great, what a great musical yeah. scene that was. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, like, so, I mean, Hell or High that's, Water, that's how I discovered Culture Wall oh, dude. was from Hell or High Water, right? Like, the, the anyway. use of of music in these films, like I, I just feel like we have to talk about it in the same conversation as a musical. 
Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they, they sure they belong in the same conversation, um, but they're they're definitely a subcategory. Sure, I can get behind that because because if you're like in the mood for a musical, and like from from my like if if I'm in the mood for a musical or whatever, it's like. I'll put on an actual musical no, like Les Mis or La La Land or, 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 or Guardians. Like, right? like exactly. Yeah. No, I think so, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So we basically but, agreed to disagree and found some good just yeah, I think Yeah. I, I think you're right as well. That that, that it's it, it's like a big tent. It's, it's a whole new it, world, man. <laughs> shining, yeah, I mean the, the, then there's that the, the Disney musicals that are it's there i mean yeah. like all disney songs for years all disney movies for years were were musicals i mean well and the thing about those movies is all of them still get watched religiously by all children mm-hmm. right they're pretty they, timeless yeah they really really are i love musicals i'm super glad we got to talk about these musicals um i just I, I can't imagine uh, why anyone really hates a musical. I, I don't. I don't. Well, no, I, I, I do. For the same it. reason, for the same reason, someone wouldn't like the Beatles because they're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I had mark, to get one. Mark in there. the time on that. Scott. I had to. I had to get one in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I, I think I get it. Like, like, it's, it's like. It kind of pulls you out of the realism, but I feel, I feel like 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 we were talking about before. I'll just reiterate: like we there's there's too much focus on hyper realism. Also, in, don't in tell me if in everything, everywhere, all at once didn't pull you out of the realism. Yeah, of, like sure. like, like th- there's all kinds of stuff that makes you go. I'm we're, we talk we love John Wick, right? We've talked about John Wick plenty on this podcast. How, when when he first had his first action scene, it pulled me out of my suspension of disbelief. Uh, I sat there and went, "Oh my gosh, no way!" And I, like I was in the theater, freaking out, and I definitely knew I was in a theater, freaking out, and not yeah. like immersed in. Well, this well movie. And, and Jake, you know this as well as anybody. The the like the one rule as far as realism in a movie goes is it just ha- like you just have to establish it in your first act, and then. And then you can it, whatever yeah, whatever it has happens to make after sense that, to the story. It has to make sense. You have to establish it in the first act, and then you can do. And then you, you follow the rules that you establish. In the, exactly. And, and and like you watch La La Land, the the very first thing the is they're dancing very in their cars. First scene. Like the very first scene. So it's like all right. From now on, that's realistic. But, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do <sighs> yourself a favor. Find a musical. Watch it. Enjoy it. It's we didn't joyful. even talk. We didn't even talk about the most popular and like arguably the best musicals Les Mis no, no, and, no. and Phantom no. of the Opera and and these uh, these great great musicals and if you haven't seen those like de- that's definitely a great place to start because it is like the best and yeah. then and then when you but but know that when you do if you do get into it that is, it's such a deep well of such great content to, and if you're grasping for content in this like time where there's so much and it's so hard to find the good stuff, there's so much good stuff right well, here. Well, I have a, a little bit of an opposing view on that, just because based on the conversation I had with Chris and Troy last time, 
going straight into something like Les Mis, where there's no dialogue, spoken dialogue, it can be really That'd hard. Be it's really hard to know what's going on to, to, because it's it's almost a learned thing, and that's one thing that I feel like is Chris's big stumbling block is he hasn't he doesn't know how. Maybe he does. Maybe I'm. I don't know. I don't know but because it's, it's he like, this freaking skill... loved RRR, right? It, it's and you so... have to shut some part of your brain off to enjoy that. Yeah, you do, and you have to. Uh... Well, well, you have to be able to grab, pull the words out, and like, and then like almost read between the lines of the words in the in the music itself. And so, so th- there's there's a couple layers to being able to understand what's going on in a musical, and I think yeah. I think. Uh, Lemes and and Phantom of the Opera and and those that that are one hundred percent music, uh, are, are can be hard. That that was yeah. something that was expressed by those two in that well, episode. And so, and so maybe something the... like La La Land or or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang type, where it's like there's a lot of spoken dialogue that you can follow the story. Yeah, I think I think Chris, someone like Chris, might like need to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with his kids, and maybe he'll come away being like, okay, that was fun. Yeah, but yeah, Chris. But when was the when was the last time you guys watched The Sound of Music? Oh, man. Since I was a kid, I think. I think Scotty and I okay. watched it together like when I was 10 and he was 8. Yo, that thing won an Academy Award or a couple. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, we, we rewatch it, you know, every year. My daughter is obsessed with it. She loves it. But that movie, A, the music is incredible, right? It's such a classic musical, but... The thing that stands out to me today is what a good film it is. The cinematography in that movie is so astonishingly good for the time. It's like mind-blowingly epic. It helps. It helps when you it it it, it gets it's uh it gets help from the uh, Lord of the Rings factor of like you're shooting in the Swiss Alps, which is (laughs) the most photogenic place on the planet, except for New Zealand, basically. Go go back and watch it. Seriously, it's it's stunningly good. Um, and mm. I, I hadn't watched it in probably twenty five years, and watched it with my oldest, and I was floored. Uh, it, it's so good. Mm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I love that movie. Okay. So what's uh, what's what's our uh, final thought here on musicals? We, we've good? all kind of wrapped up a bit. I think that yeah, it's it's pretty much they're they're good you don't have to you don't have to uh feel like less of a man for watching them and enjoying them um it's true it's true Uh, they're they're uh great entertainment and especially the three that we talked about today i think i think um just like scott said like when you first heard here he first time he heard chitty chitty bang bang it was like the first time a lot of people hear a musical, they they hear and go, "Ugh, mm-hmm. I have to watch a musical." Yeah. And then, but then when they're done with it, they kind of, "Oh, that was actually I'm actually really happy." That, and that and, and just like that. Reese said, with the way you have to watch RRR, you have to turn off part of your brain. Just pre- be prepared to like, like you have to kind of enter a different mode of of uh, consumption. I guess I don't know. Right. It's it's just a different thing. Can I also make one last confession to you both? Let's hear it. So as I mentioned before, I had never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And the only song I was familiar with was the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang song. I thought for my whole life that it said, our fine four feathered friend. 
I thought I was talking about a bird for my whole life. And I was like, oh, it's a car. And it's for fendered friend. Fender. <laughs> had no idea. For for 36 years. It can fly it can fly though. Yeah. It can fly. Yeah, you're right. Kind kind, kind of birdish. Right after intermission, it yeah. flies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that emission, awesome. intermission scene. Well, watching all the kids gonna die. Oh, Leader I knew. He's like, I know it. I know it's gonna fly. It's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, That's great. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. We love it. We love having you guys around. We love doing this. I I thanks you, Scott and Reese. I miss doing this. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed this immensely. We'll, um, we'll 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 do we'll pepper these in more and more often. I think where we yeah. can Jake. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Yeah, let um, us know. Uh, sh- Shout out to us. Let us know some of your favorite musicals. Maybe there's some that we didn't mention. Maybe there's some we're not aware of. You know, like maybe maybe someone really loves Cannibal, right? Like, fantastic. (laughs) They do have a track record of making some really good musicals. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Musicals 2, Electric Boogaloo.